How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Affair, Patrick and I talk about leaks and taps and a whole bunch of crazy shit that the government can do that you did not know about. We also talk about bowling and some of the ways to deal with children who don't like to share. Take a listen. Hey, welcome to the Black Tie Affair, the show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture, kinda. I am one of your hosts, Jelani, and to my left, what it do, what it do, it's Pat. Why? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you doing that? I, that was good. I That's, think I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm sticking with that. Don't do that. I'm doing that. Sold. <sighs> All right. He's doing that, folks. I don't. I don't know why he's doing that, but he's going to do that. Um, this is the fifth episode. We are very, very happy that you guys have stuck with us this long. Uh, we appreciate everyone with your comments, with your likes, with your follows. All that stuff's appreciated. Isn't it appreciated, Patrick? It is. It is. I don't know why you sound so raspy there for a second. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing <laughs> okay, that. Yeah. So I'm, doing, gonna, I'm, I'm doing the raspy so You're thing. co-opting it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah. Um, no, but I couldn't. I mean, I absolutely could not agree with Jelani uh, more than anything else. Uh, this is something that we really appreciate. We love the comments. And a lot of times we do this, or not a lot of times, we're doing this because we enjoy it. And we're doing this because you know, we get a chance to see each other once a week with our busy lives and get some time to share some information with folks. And so we really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. That's right. And with that said, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Patrick, what's new? Well, let's start up with El Presidente. Perfect, perfect. What's going on with this dude? So we're talking about Donald Trump again right off the top of the page here. Um, he has recently accused former President Barack Obama, who, for those who don't know, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan as well. I like the guy. He's a pretty, pretty cool guy. Is it because he's black? It's, it has a thousand percent to do with it. It has a thousand percent to do with it. I so, people, was he president? So, I don't even know so, what he was doing. So I'm going to pause for a second real quick. I'm just going to redirect for a little bit. One thing that I've noticed is... Now, you tell me he's a black man. Sure. Okay. Um, Barack Obama is half black. Correct. He's half white, half black. Correct. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh-huh. half black, half Thai. Yes. He right? could actually have his own um, podcast <laughs> called The Black Tie if he wanted to. So why is it that every time there's a, or in these two cases, for instance, but there's multiple other cases, that they're immediately black. They're not and, and I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it, as you can see. No, but people are surprised when they hear Barack Obama is either half white, or whether or that Tiger Wood is half Thai. Do you see that as a black person? Like, if you a quarter black, if you half black, if you 100 percent black, you are black, black, black. Basically, yes. And it's a okay. situation where it's optics and it's what we were kind of raised on. Because back in the situation where it's Jim Crow and that kind of era, that was actually the case. So if you had a drop of black in, you were basically damaged goods. So now it's a situation mm-hmm. where when we've become exceptional and people are like, oh, man, I wish I could be part of this. Like, well, no, we still take full ownership of that. You gave us full ownership back in the day. So now it's still, it's still ours. That's okay. why examples that you may not know, be aware of, such as Mariah Carey and Amber Rose, those girls are both black. They people are don't black. Know exactly. No. People don't know that, though. You don't know that, though. Didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, didn't mean to digress, but that's just kind of been on my mind. And that's what happens a lot. Jelani and I will be sitting around and we'll be drinking or just hanging out. And I'll think of something that I want some insight to the black culture. 
and, and, and I'll just I, ask it. Sometimes I'll give it to him, sometimes I won't. Right now, we were, we're just drinking water and, and Sprite <laughs> Zero. Go ahead and give you guys a peek behind the window. Get back into the news, Patrick. So, oh, uh, Trump accuses Obama of wiretapping. He says, um, well, it actually happened last Saturday when all of Trump's best tweets come out. He said, Trump went on a Twitter rant and he said that former President Barack Obama ordered his phones to be wiretapped last year. This allegedly happened at Trump Tower before the presidential election. And this happened around 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Trump wakes up at 4 or 5 in the morning consistently. And it always happens that his most craziest tweets are at that time. And he was at Mar-a-Lago Resort. And he had no staffers around him when he made this tweet. It was just Trump being good old Trump. All right. Let's go ahead and just let's get. All right. Is this even legal? Can you can you you do this at all? (laughs) So you see it on TV a lot, right? Go, just tap his phones. The FBI just goes, we'll do a wiretap. Yeah. Get it done. Just go, do it. Some guy pulls up with some dark van, and some and three or four guys are inside it listening with headphones. Yeah, the wiretap van. The yeah. wiretap van, right? Uh, the show The Wire. The entire- exactly. <laughs> There's a show, the full-on five-season show about this, so obviously. About The Wire. So um, can the president just simply order for someone to be wiretapped? Absolutely not. It is illegal to do that. As a matter of fact, it is illegal for any any government agency to actually spy on a U.S. citizen without going to what's called the FISA court. There's actually a process for it. The FISA court is actually a secret court that um, uh, FBI agents and those in the intelligence community, particularly if they want to um, get authorization to spy on anybody or wiretap anybody, they have to get a judge to approve it. And uh, it has to be limited in scope. It can't just be broad reaching. There has to be evidence for it. Um, You simply cannot just wiretap somebody's phone. Okay, so if that's the case then, if that did take place, there'd be records of it. Yes, exactly. That's a great point you bring up because there is a paper trail process. So Trump saying that this happened, you can find out. You can find out if this stuff happened or not. As a matter of fact, um, FBI Director James Comey, who we talked about yeah. last week, right, or or a, a few weeks ago, exactly one of the episodes, um, James Comey came out and asked the Justice Department to come out and refute that this actually happened. So there's a few ways you can actually find out. Okay, mm-hmm. the first one is Trump could just call his FBI director and say, "Hey, Comey, did you guys do this?" Back in the day, he has all the information. That's the craziest thing about Trump is that he's a conspiracy theorist who actually works in government. He has access to all the proof he needs, but he's like, wait a minute, they make a really good point. That that guy, that Mike Levin makes a really good point. I'm going to find out what's going on with him. Yeah, they're, 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 the president's uh, ability to... The president's ability to gather intelligence and find out things, he knows where, if there's Area 51. He has the ability to find out. Um, it's so coveted that um, if the president actually gets information and it's classified, if he says it's not classified, it's not classified. He can take a classified document, say this is not classified, and release it, and it's not illegal for him to do that. Uh, to do to do that. Okay. So with that being said. So we know what happened then, right? We, we know that it obviously did happen because he had the briefing that he received <laughs> that said it happened. Yes. And he has the proof. And President Barack Obama going to prison, right? That's right. How it's going to go. So, yeah. so I, don't, I don't want you to um, – or I, I want you to understand the gravity of what he is saying. What he's accusing a former 
president of, of a felony. So if that did not happen, if President Obama, look at, let's go over, let's try to pretend that it did happen. Let's say it did happen. Exactly. Right? So okay. let's say it did happen. What would Obama have had to have done? He wanted to wait. He either goes to the FISA court. Okay. And they prove that case. Yeah. Or he does it illegally, which is a felony. Okay. So either Obama did it. Mm-hmm. And he did it through the pathway, and we'll find out if he did it through the proper path, or he, or he didn't do it through the proper path, and he's a criminal for doing it. And so, with that being said, there'd be several people going to prison if that was the case. Yes, absolutely, several correct. people, absolutely. Yeah. So, if Trump is saying, if, if 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 we if we meet this to its end conclusion, and we say, okay, well, uh, well, there, well, there's no documentation because he didn't ask for it. You you won't find documentation on it. You will not find it because it's not there. It's fiction. So he goes down. We, we're playing this out. We, well, we're playing this out this end game. There's no documentation. Barack Obama still did it, and he's accusing, accusing him of being a felon. Okay, so I this is unprecedented for a president, a sitting president, to say that about a former president, particularly the one just preceding him. Well, unprecedented is kind of what this dude does. That's just, I mean... That's he what does. he does. He unprecedented is kind of his bag. Yeah, his presidency is already unprecedented. Yes. So uh, we have a uh, so the White House has have a difficult time as always. Oh, poor Sean Spicer. I feel Sean Spicer is a press secretary. Um, did you know that when you first become press secretary, uh, no matter what administration, because they have multiple press secretaries in even in one administration, you okay. have multiple ones. Well, every press secretary gets a gift from the prior press secretary. Before they get, before they start, the pre, the press secretary will give the new press secretary a actual flak jacket. It's a, and you know what a flak jacket is? Yes. So they give you a, a bulletproof vest. They give it to you and it's been passed down, I think, since like Nixon or something. That this is a fact. True story. They get, uh, they get a bulletproof vest. It sounds like fake news to me. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> it is. It's true. Look it up. Okay. So, uh, 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 we're gonna hear Sean Spicer sure. right now uh, try to deflect questions that the uh, that the press has from. Sounds good. <laughs> it's been a full three days since the president said that President Obama had his wires tapped, his phones tapped at Trump Tower. In those three days, has the White House come up with any evidence whatsoever to prove that allegation? Yeah, I, I addressed this multiple times yesterday. I think the president, we put out a statement on Sunday saying that uh, we would have no further comment, and we were asking the House and the Senate Intelligence Committees to look into this uh, concern um, and report back. Can't the president just ask the FBI director? Well, I, I think, I, look, I think... Has he asked him? No, no, the president has not. And I think that, you know, we... We've gone back and forth with you guys. When the, I think there is clearly a role that Congress can play in its oversight capabilities. They've made it very clear that they have the staff, the resources, and the process. I think that's the appropriate place for this to handle. Uh, I think if we were to start to get involved, you would then write stories about how we're getting involved. Uh, so it's a no-win situation. I think the smartest and most deliberative way to address this situation is ask the House and Senate Intelligence Committees, who are already in the process of looking into this, to look into this and other leaks of classified information uh, that are troubling to our nation's national security. Um, so, as the president said in the statement on Sunday, uh, we believe that that investigation, as well as the investigation of other classified leaks and other important information that threatens our national security, be looked into by the House and Senate Intelligence Committees, uh, and then we encourage them to report back. Do you believe that President Obama? I, you know, I, I, I get that that's a cute question to ask. My job is to represent the president uh, and to talk about what he's doing and what he wants. And he has made very clear uh, what his um, 
what his goal is, what he would like to have happen. Um, and so I, I just I'll leave it at that. I think we've tried to play this game before. I'm not here to speak for myself. I'm here to speak for the President of the United States and our government. See, so it's a cute question. It's a cute question. Is what Sean Spicer says. Uh, you can tell from the you can tell from the questions that the reports are asking the real basic questions. It's not difficult. They're really simple questions that he could simply answer. But they're really it's it's trying to trying to make excuses for your boss who's pretty much an idiot and says things off the cuff. And he can't say that his boss is lying, as as you see the reporters try to trick him on or try to get him on. Uh, but ultimately he has to stand there and. God bless him because that's his job and he's just doing his job. So, but got, got you can cash hear those checks. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. But I mean, it sounds like I mean, it's so weird. It sounds like it came out of nowhere. It's like a, like a distraction. Like, what are they trying to accomplish here? Really, I don't know, right? Because last week we were all talking about the Russia, like Attorney General is going to come back to the Senate committee and there's a huge focus on it, and then all of a sudden Trump comes up with this on Saturday morning something so crazy that he could have heard on uh, that he heard on that last evening news from fox and that's where he gets all his information from he watches nothing but fox news he also listens to like far right wing radio yeah they call it the alt-right which is basically a super uber conservative conspiracy theory driven white nationalist racist bigoted website check it out breitbart.com b-r-e-i-t-b-a-r-t but they're all but they're all great people though. Real, real yeah. nice guys. Real nice guys. So he gets his information from there, and um, I don't know if when he reads this stuff and he just says, "Oh my gosh, I have to, I have to, I have to report on it." I mean, I, I have to tweet it out. I don't know if he thinks that, but this is what we have as a president. So when when he left actually the White House on Friday, he was so mad about the Attorney General. There's videos of there's videos of his chief of staff and his ad- advisor yelling at each other in through the White House, like, glad that the over office. You can see that happening. Holy shit, really? Yeah, you can actually see footage on that. And they said that he left by himself to his Mar-a-Lago Hotel Resort, and he brought, no- he brought nobody else with him, no other staffers. So this tweet happened when he was pretty much all by his lonesome. Um, and you know that uh, his wife and his kids don't stay with him? He's at the White House by himself. Melania is in New York at Trump Tower. His daughter, I think, flies in every so often, but she's in New York handling the Trump business or whatever. So he's given even more opportunity to be kind of crazy because there's this, nobody who's, like, taking his leash and saying, hey, bro, calm down a little bit. This man putters around the house in his flip-flops and, like, says dum-dum-diddy <laughs> the entire time he's there. So What is that? So, so is this... So, so, so to your question, right, um, is this a distraction? Uh I don't think he's smart enough for it to be a distraction every single time. It's the, the reason why I think it's not a distraction is because he was getting so much great press er, uh, early on, right in the week. and Oh, because of his uh, in-press conference? Yeah, because of in-press conference. And then the Attorney General thing came out and about the Russia leak. And so I, I don't think he makes it worse. I mean, he could. If that's the case, he's the most... He's like the smartest man in, you know, on earth when it comes to deceiving the public. I give it credit. I just don't think he's that smart. Well, he did become the president. Well, oh, he, he did. Yeah, so did. keep that in mind. I don't know. I could be wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. So here's a crazy thing I want to bring up, right, is you and I talk about it. We, we talk about Trump. We think how awful he is. Do you think this stuff matters? Do you think that his supporters 
really give a shit about what we are bitching and moaning about, whether it's the immigrants, whether it's about uh, Russia. Do you think they care? Do you think they've switched sides? I think some people who may have been like, I don't know, swayed by his policies, like his fundamental policies on like how much taxes you're going to get or how many coal mine jobs are going to bring back. I think those people were on the cups. I think there are people who voted for Obama, who voted for Trump, who under seeing some of this stuff, they're like the the glow has worn off, I think, for those people. I'm not going to say it's significant, but I'm going to say that those people. Now, the diehards, no. Diehards are like, no, he's doing everything he wants to do. Like, I see it on Instagram all the time. I've seen on Instagram pictures of Donald Trump's head on Rambo's body. Like, nothing's going to stop <laughs> Mr. Trump. I'm like, really, bro? But, yeah, so I don't think those guys have been affected. But I have. I do believe some people have been affected by this. Okay, because I will surprise you that his current approval rating is at 44%. And his disapproval rating is at 49%. And I've been watching it the last two weeks, and it's only moved about three percentage points out of all the stuff that he has done. So I, so, so I assert that most Republicans and most people who voted for him say, you know what? I believe in all of his policies and ideas. He just needs to stop Twittering and being an idiot. Because the stuff that you brought up, which is uh, the tax breaks, infrastructure spending, pro-business policy, repealing Obamacare. Those are all still policies they believe in. Supreme Court justices being conservative. These are all things that, you know what, just be that crazy Uncle Joe who we see at Thanksgiving and says all those things. Um, I'm putting that aside, the crazy Uncle Joe stuff, and I'm focusing on the the other productive stuff. I And, and, and there was a report that came out of regarding uh, international news, and they talked about how Trump was... They, they, that they ignored a lot of the nonsense. They ignored a lot of the nonsense and they try to cut through to what his real intentions are about things, what his policy look like, what, what's on pen to paper. And so that's what I think we should start doing is, that's fine, he has, if, if these are distractions, if these are things that are crazy, we should, we should understand those, but don't let that be the crux of what we're going for. I think the issue at hand is things like repealing Obamacare those are things that we're going to know that are going to be policies that are going to change our lives day in and day out. Not this stuff about lying about crowd sizes and about illegal votes. That stuff doesn't matter. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This so just situation. don't get distracted. Of course, no, because there's a lot of things. That's why, you know, today, folks, just so you know, give you a little more context, we are recording on International Women's Day. And so there's a lot of um, people out there marching and things like that today. So, yeah, there's still people who are definitely very aware and should remain aware of what the actual threats are. So I totally understand that. That makes perfect sense to me. I get that part. So another thing that Trump did this week, if you didn't hear, is trying to do this, uh, the, the two-step dance of repeal and replace Obamacare. Uh, they, the, the Republicans issued out a framework of what the goals of their the new replacement healthcare system is going to look like. Well, what, what are they? What, I mean, cause I've seen some stuff, but my understanding of it is like, not only is it like worse, but on top of that a situation where you, people are going to lose their healthcare versus gain anything. Based on what I've, what I've read. So the details aren't out yet. And I don't want to go into all the nuances yet because this is just kind of, 
what what it ends up looking like is maybe vastly different. But they've already created like kind of a sandbox. Uh-huh. So I want to just go over a couple things that so far that are in the sandbox that real that are realistic and really affect us. Okay, right. sure, whatever. So I don't want to get into all the legal and legislative policy details because it's boring. Let's focus on some actual tangible things. So some folks out there, one of the most popular aspects of Obamacare that he's trying to retain is uh, keeping uh, those who are 26 years and younger being on their parents' insurance. Okay. So that's a real popular program. Uh, kids like to be on their parents' insurance, so they have to get their own. Parents don't mind paying it. That's, that's not a big issue. Um, the second thing is pre-existing conditions. So that is not going to so that is not going to change. What that means is that before, if you had cancer, if you had AIDS, if you had a heart attack or stroke, or anything the insurance company deemed a pre-existing condition, then that would mean that they could deny you coverage or increase your or dramatically increase your premiums based off that medical condition that you could not uh, that you could not help with. Yeah, or, or, or that you can, um, uh, yeah, yeah, no control over. Exactly, exactly. Something that basically was already there when you walked in the door. Right, or even found after the fact. Because what would happen is people who have cancer couldn't get insurance, even if they had cancer. So even to help subsidize their care, they'd have to pay full retail price for it. So um, th- th- things like that would what would happen. So that still remains. Okay. Um, what may not remain is what they call Medicaid. Medicaid is a program that is for low-income folks. Basically, it's a state system. So if you're on like a CalMed, if you're on a state program like that, this is going to affect you because what happened is Obamacare actually fund, uh, funded and gave more money to, for folks to expand Medicaid. Medicaid's a great, easy way to give people health care insurance because it's a state-run program and it's not run by the federal government. So the states have more, uh, they have more connection okay. than, than the federal government does. And so they can actually reach out to people locally. Well, uh, that program, that Medicaid program will will go back to what it was before. And that means that there's probably about anywhere between 10 to 15 million people that will be cut out of insurance. So to make it better than what it is right now, I'm going to take insurance away from you. If you're really, really poor, because, you know, that's what Donald said he was the people for. He was the president of those poor and Don Trotten. Now he's going to make a situation where, okay, you're going to lose this because I'm going to repeal and replace it with something better. For who? Well, see, so that's, so that's the debate that's going to happen, right? It's going to take about a year for this whole debate to happen. Make no mistake about it. Even their plan that they came out with, it has to be what's called scored by the Congressional Budget Office. It's called a CBO. The CBO actually has to take their ideas and put math to it and try to figure out, okay, all these great ideas you have, we'll put it through our blender and we'll actually run the numbers that you're asking for and we'll give you what the numbers will look like okay and, and when that cbo number comes out it could be shocking to a lot of people how much it's going to cost and how much it doesn't help people um <coughs> excuse me so uh break, breaking it down just a little bit further in terms of could this actually pass could they actually repeal it and replace yeah. with something else the republican party is fractured there's a lot of senate republicans and house republicans that are not for this plan already they just simply are. They're for repealing it, but they don't know the way to replace it. Because <laughs> Trump said, he said last week, he didn't realize that, that health insurance is a pretty complicated process. No, 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 no. No one did. Who knew was his exact words. Who knew? Who knew? So no one knew. No, I knew. I knew. A lot of people knew. Lonnie, I know you knew. Yes, I knew. 
So right now, there's about six Republicans who are outright against it. They've came out publicly uh, to protest against it. Or not protest, but just speak out against it. And Democrats only need five to say no. It doesn't matter what happens in the House of, uh, the House of Representatives. Uh, whatever the, uh, the House does, that's fine. It, it, to stop this train, it's going to be it's gonna be the Senate. But look out for this summer. There's going to be crazy town halls. There's going to be people protesting when their senators come back into their towns. It's going to be pretty awful. It's going to get worse. This is just the beginning. Those protesters in those town halls are all paid. So I don't know what you're talking about. Those, they, were, they were paid to do that. Because anybody who knows, anybody who voted for her, Donnie, they love him unequivocally. So just go ahead and make sure to get that out of the way. <laughs> so the next thing I want to bring up is the CIA leak. Did you hear about that, about WikiLeaks? I saw one quick, real small snippet about that from Julian Assange. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a, narr- a narrative here, just to, some, some astounding points that I just want to ask you about. So uh, WikiLeaks, you know who WikiLeaks is? Julian Assange, yes. Julian Assange uh, is a website that they basically put out unclassified uh, documents and they you know, basically is a, is a well of secrets. Uh, every so often they, 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 they put egg on the faces of countries because they let their secrets out. Okay. So the United States isn't all of them. It's just one of many countries. So WikiLeaks put, put thousands of documents online on, I want to say Monday, on, online that appear to outline CIA... CIA hacking technique. Now, it's unclear if the documents are legit or, or where they came from, but a lot of experts are saying that these documents seem legit. And surprise, surprise, CIA is not confirming whether these documents are legit. But let me tell you some of these documents. Okay. Now, it's basically a toolkit for hacking, for how the CIA can get into our phones, our computers, everything. So let, so let me go down a few highlights, okay? So they include instructions for compromising a wide range of common computer tools for using for use of spying, like Skype. They can break into your Skype. They can break into your Wi-Fi networks. Uh, uh, the documents that are in PDF format, and they can even uh, they they can even break through commercial antivirus programs. So that Norton that you bought at the store or whatever McAfee virus thing, they can break those things. But this is not. I mean, this is not really surprising, right? I've seen enough movies to know this is already going to happen. So let me go further. There's a program called Wrecking Crew. It explains how to crash a targeted computer and another tells how to steal passwords using the autocomplete function on Internet Explorer. So if you use the autocomplete function on Chrome or your Internet Explorer, they they can get it from there. Uh, Other programs like uh, Crunchy Lime Skies, Elder Piggy, Anger Quake, McNugget. But here's a crazy thing. Now, now you can, well, it gets crazier. Um, this program can compromise both Apple and Android smartphones. It bypasses the encryption services um, that it has. As a matter of fact, even when you try to get other encryption services, the, the ones that are called Signal and WhatsApp and Telegram, the stuff that's supposed to disappear, they can still penetrate those. Now, according to WikiLeaks, government hackers can penetrate smartphones that collect audio and message traffic before the encryption is even applied. And here's one last thing. Mine going to be blown, Jelani. I want to know what your thoughts about this. A program named Weeping Angel uses Samsung smart tel- uh, TVs as covert listening devices. According to WikiLeaks, news release, um, <coughs> even when it appears to be turned off, the television operates as a bug 
recording conversations in the room and sending them over the internet to a covert CIA server. Last point is no evidence in these documents show that this technology had ever been used against any Americans. All right. Um, <coughs> that's, a lot to, that's a lot to digest. Folks, um, we... <laughs> Are you speechless about this? A little bit. It's bizarre, right? Are you scared yet, folks? Allie, this is the New York Times printout. My mind was so blown, Jelani. Uh, so, but you know what? But here's the is thing. Is it surprising to you? Not, not completely. You ever see little people who grab their laptops, right? And then what they do with their laptop when they always have it at home, they'll put a little piece of tape on it. It's once again, we talked about before, the like camera. Black Mirror. The yeah, they put tape over the camera. Put tape over the camera. And so people do that kind of stuff all the time. So they, they've kind of been thinking about that. Those people with the tinfoil hats and stuff like that have always thought the government's spying on us. So to be confronted with the harsh reality that's probably true, it blows my mind as far as how many techniques they have. But the fact that they're doing it, not so much. Or they could do it. Now, I know you said it's not happened to Americans as far as they've shown, but they have access to spy on other people in other countries using this technology. And I'm not surprised about that either. Yeah, so I mean, I I'm sure they use it in other countries. I there's no there's no question about they use it in other countries, which is fantastic. Um, but in terms of using it against Americans, there's no information. Well, you know, the one thing that I really thought was shocking was that whole smart TV thing, right? So just to show evidence of that, some sort of connection. In 2015, Samsung started to include in the fine print terms for its service for its smart TVs warning that television sets could capture background conversations. It says, and I quote, please be aware that if your spoken words includes personal or other sensitive information, that information will be among the data captured and transmitted to a third party through your use of voice recognition. So don't be in front of your television saying your social security number, even though the government already has that. So never mind what I just said. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't think it's surprising that this information is there. I think I'm surprised at the level of technology um, that is there. But more importantly, I trust, I trust the government. But right now, I don't know if I trust the administration with this technology and the tools. Uh, so I am going to start not talking, stop, stop talking to my TV. That makes sense. I'm not using Alexa. She's not going to know what's going on. Oh. Siri not here. Think from me, Siri. <laughs> you oh. can't hear me, Siri. Google Voice, get out of here. Yeah. Wait, no, real yeah. quick, though, before we go to the next segment, why don't they just bug um, Obama's TV and have him admit to it? That way they caught him since they can do that. Just bug his TV. I don't know. <laughs> I don't technology about that. I don't know if they could. I thought they, they probably could. I mean, this is stuff that just got released. Kevin knows what other... The, the code name is Weeping Angel. Isn't that awesome, though? It is actually awesome. If, if, I were, if I were going to name something, I would name it that. I would name it exactly that. Like, it, it could be a comic book character. Weeping Angel. I'm actually looking up right now. Episode 1, Weeping Angel, just came out. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you want to get to our next segment? Let's get to the next segment. Let's get to that weekend wrap-up. Wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, dude. With that said, Patrick, what did you... You know what? No, 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 no. It's me this time. You yes. did it first last time. It's me this time. I did. All right. Now, my weekend actually has a couple of different points <laughs> to it. Live. I need you to live. 
So at my job, I'm going to go ahead and mix this into my weekend. At my job, sometimes we have these big events where we'll do stuff together and have fun. You know, it's like it's culture building, it's team building, that kind of stuff. Now, there's different um, parts of my uh, company. So there's, there's offices all across the, the country. And so what we did was we had a situation where we all went bowling all at once. So we timed it so that everybody was bowling at the exact same time, essentially. Oh, wow. So every single one of the different offices is bowling different times of the afternoon or whatever, but they're all bowling at the exact same time, per se. And we're playing against each other. So we're drinking and having fun, whatever, and that was really, really awesome and cool. And the best part about it was that we ended up being, like, the number two team out of all the teams. So the only team that was above us was the one that was in Chicago. So that was really, really cool as well. Yeah, so that was wow. super duper fun. Um, the next thing I did, which can is I more, ask the average age of the folks that you're with, your coworkers? My coworkers, I I wouldn't. I would, Are you on the farther end of the age spectrum? No, no, I'm not. That's cool. Yeah, no, because the thing about it is like it runs the gamut. Remember, this is a full on agency, yeah. so I have situations. How many employees? Uh, like inside of my office, mm-hmm. um, about forty. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And I was, interrupt. Yeah, no problem. No, yeah, that, that, this is a conversation. If anything, it's a conversation, <laughs> by all means. Um, I'm trying to imagine you in your office, and I'm imagining, you know, these extracurricular activities you guys do. Because you guys do quite uh, quite a bit. Yes, we do. Is, which is fine. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's very fun. You know, it's but, cool. Yeah, but if you imagine that a whole bunch of, like, 12-year-olds in there working with me, it's, that's, that's not the case. Like, we're all, like, going up and down the spectrum. The, the youngest is 22. The oldest will be, like, 56. Cool. 60. Got it. Anyway, next thing I did was I, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a while, she invited me out to go hang out with her in L.A. And so I went to this, this bar that wasn't just a bar. Hmm. It was, it's called Crawford's. It's in uh, uh, downtown L.A. Um, and it's like a chicken restaurant, but it's a bar. So when I say it's like a bar, I'm in the fact that like it's really small. It's about the size of any regular standard bar, but it has a full-on really good chicken restaurant that you can order chicken from. You're like, oh, yeah, with my beer I just got at this bar I'm hanging out with. There's no tables. We had to stand around for like 15 minutes trying to find a table because there's no table because it's a bar. You're supposed to be standing around. But at the same time while you're standing around, here's a a plate full of chicken. Eat this chicken real quick. This delicious chicken. It's good. It's so good. I love chicken. Yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah, I'm a big, yeah, big fan of chicken. Is it fried chicken? It's definitely fried chicken. And uh-huh. on top of that, they have macaroni and cheese, bro. The macaroni and cheese, I don't even know why they had it, but it, it made perfect sense when I when I put it in my mouth. Um, the macaroni and cheese had little crust, uh, little crumpled up ruffles, like the sour cream ruffles in the macaroni and cheese. No. It was so good. That sounds good. Yes. I'm hungry. Yeah, we should we should probably go get some later. Oh yeah, ruffles so, and mac and cheese. It was just this. Uh, it was amazing. I I ate that. that I so ate good. the fuck out of macaroni and cheese. It was so good. Whew. All right. Yeah. So it was you know so it was fun. And after that, we were, they ran around and drank different other places, met different people. I did some research for my job because I would just talk to people randomly about things that we're working on and then get information that way. And the whole thing was fun. But that was basically what I did. I had any crazy stories? Nobody got into a fight. There was no stabbings this time. But that was my weekend. So, um, my weekend was a little bit different. Uh, I wanted to, and, you know, in part why, what makes us different on this show is that I'm a family man. So, sometimes I spend weekends with my family. And I would do, hope so. We do family things, right? I it's would not, hope so too. Uh, so, with that said, I want to share a little bit about what I did this week with my daughter. Uh, it was one of my first experiences in her, me being around with her having a play date. Uh, well, 
so let me set the table for you. It's it's uh, I think it's Sunday. It's uh, it's Sunday, and my wife says that oh she has friends coming over. So she has about two friends come over. She has friends now. She's a three year old. They uh, they tend to start gaining bonds at that age. Oh, she had two friends that came over, and they came over around three o'clock, and they travel pretty far. They're driving at least 30, 40 minutes to come and play with her. So they're coming down. They had the play date set up. My wife cleaned up the house. My daughter's ready. We kept telling her all day. You're going to have friends come over. She's getting excited. She's like prepping up. Her room looks great. And so when her friends arrive, my my daughter starts having a good time with them. And then all of a sudden, she starts being bitchy. She starts acting up. She starts not wanting to share. My, 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 my daughter has this cooking set where she likes to be the cook and she likes to make you food. She didn't want anybody to be the cook. She's like, no, I don't, there's only one cook in the kitchen. <laughs> it's me. So as a parent, you know, it's, it's hard to really be a good parent or try to discipline. Because mm-hmm. it's easy. It's easy to give kids passes, right? Um, she's going to get passes her entire life. Her aunts and uncles, her teachers, people will give her a pass. But as her parent, as the one authority figure, the definitive authority figure that she has, she has. I have to be able to discipline her. So she comes... I tell her, honey, you have to share. You have to share. She's like, no, I don't want to share. I want to do it myself. So we go into this kind of tug of war. I have to put her in the corner, mm. you know, because I don't discipline her yet. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't do corporal punishment. I'm not against it. I just don't do that yet. I don't think it's. I don't think that me hitting her is going to uh, make a difference. At, uh, at this age, she suffers enough when she's in the corner. She's crying. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very effective because like she knows she can't go anywhere. Yeah. This is not fun. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, I don't let her cry in the corner. So, even when she goes to the corner and she wants to cry, like, don't cry. And she has to, like, suck up her, her cry. That's oh, even see? worse. Exactly. She has okay. to swallow her, her cry. Oh, see? See? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. she has to stand at attention. Her hands have to be on her side. I mean, there's certain rules to being in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, oh, sitting in the corner playing video games, eating a ham sandwich. I understand. Yeah, and... She she went back and forth with me, argued for about forty minutes, Shalani. Forty. My wife actually left, so she left me with her the two other kids and their moms, and she let's go get like Shakey's pizza. So I was there disciplining my daughter. My wife left. She's like, "I want mommy. I want mommy." I'm like, "No, mommy's not here. You got daddy. You're gonna deal with me." And mm-hmm. I'm and I'm the disciplinary one, quite yeah. honestly. Well, she eventually succumbed. She surrendered, as all kids do. They cry themselves to sleep. So she cried herself to sleep in my arms because she was like, she was trying to apologize, but she she was weepy. She didn't want to go play. So she fell asleep. And I felt really bad because the other two kids came there to play with her. And my daughter said, you know what? Nah, son, I'm taking a nap. So she took about an hour and a half nap while her friends were here. We ate Shakey's pizza downstairs without her. We had almost a whole day without Without her, but um, I, I, she woke up and she was fine. Yeah, I think in large part she was sleepy too. But you, it's hard to discipline your kids. You know? I, I can understand that. You, that you know, sense. you don't want to be that asshole, but you, you know, but you got to be that asshole. Every once in a while, you got to be that guy. Every so once in a while, I want to add in a couple other things about what happened this weekend. Uh, I was driving home down down downtown Fullerton. I was passing by. Mm-hmm. About, I love Fullerton. Yeah, it's a great place. I, it was downtown Fullerton, it was right near a bar, and I saw a crowd of people, and I thought to myself, wow, like, how it is to be young again, right? To be out and partying with those. I was just having this kind of thought while I was driving past slowly. Did you see me out there? I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> and I saw, I saw the crowd of people, and all of a sudden, I see a fight break out. And the fight breaks out into the street. Into the street. Into, like, the intersection where I'm parked waiting for the red light. 
and it's like two i think like two big one one mexican guy or one latino guy and like two of the white guys and you know they did their machismo thing they came out and said come on let's box the box one of them took off his shirt i was like come on let's do this and i was like i'll sit there going should i pull over and snapchat this you sh- really should have should i pull over and snap but i understood that i am i'm of a certain age now and i didn't want colla- I, don't, I don't want part of collateral damage so I waited to see what happened. They actually started going to blows a little bit. They started socking each other, but they're both, all four of them were really fat. So it didn't last very long. Like eventually they just kind of weeded themselves out and I drove away, but. I want to think that because they are kind of overweight and they weed themselves out during fights, that's what they're compensating for. Because I think that them wheezing out and stopping happens more often than not in their so. lives. And that's probably what they're so mad about. I think so. And there's one other thing that I wanted to share with you. Just a, a, a little story about how there's good in the world. You know, oftentimes, you know, there's not enough goodness in the world. We, we don't pay it forward enough. You know, we don't do certain things where we should. And I experienced something this uh, just this weekend. Uh, well, we went out to go have dinner before a show with uh, my wife and a couple of our friends. We went to uh, Shake Shack. You know Shake Shack? Yeah. It's a burger joint. It's, it's super busy. We went to Hollywood. It was super busy. There was no place to sit at. And there was four of us. And so we only found one small little table that was really meant for two people. And we, we went and got some orphaned chairs. <laughs> we kind of surrounded it. And uh, there was a there was a, uh, a two two girls that were or two ladies that were sitting across there at sitting at a huge bench table. But just it was just them. And they stood up and they're like, Hey, do you guys wanna you guys wanna trade seats with us? And there was no place to sit, Lonnie. I just wanna reinforce that. Like people were hovering around like helicopters, like, um, Asking the people, are, uh, are you done eating? Are you gonna sit? Are you gonna sit? So table seat real estate was in desperate need at that time, and they stood up and you know they offered us their table and uh, they said yeah they'd be glad to sit at the small table. It's just two of them, and so we sat there and just thought that was nice. Thought it was you know you don't get that very much in the world. You're right because when I was at the chicken bar, that didn't happen. I was standing <laughs> around for a while. So you make a really good point. There was not as much good at the chicken bar no. as you experienced. But it's alright. It's, okay. it's kind of. Just be kind, people. Be kind to each other. There's not enough of it. It's all we're asking for. It's all we're asking for. <laughs> not too much. Alright, let's move on to the next segment. Everyone's favorite segment. Why don't you know this? <laughs> so you got one right last week. I did. So I hope, I hope, I really try to think hard this week. Um, but I will go second, so I won't say mine first, but I really try to think hard and be, like, I try to think, as folks who are out there listening, I want some folks to go, like, yeah, Jelani, you should know that. I mean, why don't you know that by now? That's so. why the segment is called, why don't you know this in the I first know. place? So it makes sense. So let's go ahead and get into mine, all right? Patrick, and this is on the notes, so you, if you wanted to be a cheater, you could have looked it up, but you didn't, and I appreciate that. I need you to describe to me a Millie Rock. You've seen Chris Rock. You've seen a crack rock. You've seen the rock. Describe a Millie rock. You are just making this up. <laughs> there is no such thing as a Millie rock. <laughs> there is no such thing. I think of like Millie Vanilli. I think of, I, I, I get the rock, but oh. Millie rock. Oh. <laughs> hey, let me think about that. Can I think of like Millie Vanilli? Okay. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Got you. Clearly it's not Millie Vanilli. Got you. <sighs> He's thinking, folks. He can just... you use can you use Millie Rock in a sentence? All right, let's see. Use Millie Rock on the sentence. All right. Uh, I like that Millie Rock. Oh, that's so hard. 
That didn't help at all. I know. <laughs> because there's context clues, and I knew what you were going for. It's but, a type. I'm but, really, go ahead. Go ahead. Amelia Rock is a, it's a hairdo. <laughs> it's a fucking hairdo. <laughs> That's what it is. That's my guess. I'm sticking with it. Tell, okay. tell me I'm right. Okay. Okay. Amelia <laughs> Rock is not a hairdo, so that's 100% not right. Amelia Rock is a dance. It's a dance? It's a dance. It's part of, like, hype beast dancing. There's a certain types of movies. Did you say hype beat dancing? Hype beast. Hype beast. The type of dance. Now, that's fake. That's not now fake. that's not that's, real. That's, that's, that's absolutely I true. I call fake. I call no, that untrue. That's, 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 that's not fake, fake at all. news. No, it's not I fake news. That's absolutely true. That. Hype beast. So, they do things like Hit Them Folks, uh, Millie Rock. Then these are kind of moves that are used a lot of times within their freestyle dance routines. So you just wait when you're doing these moves over and over again, peppering mm. them within your dance, kind of like the old school B-Boys would with freezes and things like that, freezes, flares, and stuff like that. A Millie Rock is a type of move like that where it's used often times. It's like a dab. It's kind of like a dab. And dabs are actually in that type of dance style as well. Okay. To throw dabs in there. To th- I've seen people do dabs now, but they do like 15 of them at once. That's not That's not cool. That's, that's, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> I that's see That's not it. cool. Okay. That's not cool. Let's just to get that out of the way. But I'll describe it to you a little bit. Situation where where it came from a little bit is that it has to do with money. So it's millions is what the milli comes from. And mm. it basically looks like this. Wait, wait. Okay, so so what do I do? He's flailing his arms left and right like it's a windmill, uh, alternating and swapping. It's like he's it's like he's swapping, swatting flies. Well, it's basically <laughs> like I'm throwing money away is what I'm essentially doing. I'm, I'm oh, spending money, money. away. Yeah, so and wait, you can, so and you can do a back. If I do also. that in a club, people are not gonna laugh at me. <laughs> no, they're probably gonna laugh at you. They're probably <laughs> gonna laugh at you because you won't know what you're doing or the history behind it, and it will come through in your body in your movies. I just gotta be confident when I do it. Yeah, well, I, I like guess so. Really rock. I'm doing it right now. That's not what you're doing. Really so, rock. folks, what he's doing is something totally different. <laughs> you're the Carlton. That's what Patrick was oh. just doing and saying he was doing the Millie Rock. So, just put that into context. So, with All that right. being said, hit me. Okay. I win again, folks. So I hope you don't know it. I think you might know this because it's so common. And if you do, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try harder next week. But and I'm going to buy a chalkboard where I keep t- uh, tallies. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, what is the term birdie in golf? What does that mean? It's when you hit three in a row or three and one. Is that it? Don't tell me that's it. Say that again. It's like when you hit three and three and one. Like uh, like you hit like you hit you get the ball into the hole after three strokes. Wrong. <laughs> you made it sound like I got it right the way no. you thought. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I was clear about how wrong you were. Why'd you ask me twice? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um a <laughs> a birdie is one of the most basic scoring terms used by golfers. Okay, what it is, it means it's a score under par on any individual golf hole. So each hole in golf, there's 18 holes in golf. Mm -hmm. Each hole has a par. And what that par is, is the expected number of strokes it takes for an expert golfer to complete the hole. So what that means is if there is a par four, which means if you have an expert golfer, it's going to take him four strokes to actually make the ball go into the hole. A birdie is if you go one minus that, if you go three strokes instead of four, or if it's a par five, you do four instead of five. So it's one stroke minus what the par is. 
you dug deep to get that, and I'm <laughs> I'm impressed because I didn't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> no idea what that. But was. you've heard it before. Oh, I, I I've got heard a birdie. It. Yes. I got a birdie. Yes, but I'm also not a person who's gonna have any interest in golf. So I'm like, right. I, I heard it, and that's that's all. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, whatever, birdie. Yeah, exactly. But that, sir, is a birdie. And now, folks, you've all learned too. Because don't pretend like you knew that. <laughs> Everybody listening, you guys all still You'll be learned. surprised. A lot of you probably knew we that. We all too. learned together. We're Are we happy <laughs> that we all learned that together? Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the next segment. Let's get into a little bit of Dirty Pop. Well, a little bit less than normal, but we still got some Dirty Pop for you. Hit me with that information. What's going on? So I got one little small Dirty Pop. It's a, you know, a Dirty Pop's about culture. It's about technology segment, right? One, one, one thing that I noticed is Netflix got a lot of content now. They are producing shows. They're having documentaries. And they're pretty damn good. They have cartoons, which I love. They got, car- they got original cartoons. Yeah. They got... Uh, they got series. They got movies. I mean, it's they got comedy specials. Uh, Dave Chappelle's gonna have a three. He got millions of multi millions of dollars to do three episodes of That's a stand up. Power of patience, folks. He had to get like all that money from Comedy Central, and it came back to him. So if you don't have Netflix, you guys are missing out. There are a lot of shows you're gonna be uh, that that you're gonna be missing out on, but. That's that's all my little contribution this week. We'll just go ahead and once again state that we are not being paid by Netflix, although (laughs) every episode thus far has made it seem as though that's the case. We are not being paid by Netflix. Um, My little bit of piece actually has to do with two things. One has to do with streaming services as well. Did you know that now, for about $35, you can turn your YouTube into basically cable? Oh. YouTube TVs come out and basically allows you to have, I think like I would look when I looked at my research, it was like 40 or 25, 40 or 25. That's a really big range of, <laughs> of channels <laughs> that you can get for $35. That, that would make a difference. That's a game. That's like double the amount of channels. So that's 15 and more. But either way, situation where you can have these channels available through YouTube. So you have access to the kind of channels on the, in the palm of your hand, or if you have a Chromecast or a Roku stick or anything like that, you can throw it up on television that way. But you have YouTube kind of being a game changer or being part of the conversation when it comes to things like Sling TV or all the streaming services that we're used to, Netflix, Hulu, or whatever like that. So that is pretty cool that that's actually been introduced into the ring, basically. Yeah, because YouTube has its own like TV shows, right? Yeah, they do. They have they have YouTube celebrities that people watch, and these are millions of people watch this. I mean, my daughter will will go on YouTube and just watch rant, watch adults opening up toys. Did you hear about that phenomenon? Oh no, no, no. I've seen that. It's a thing. Oh no, it's a thing. Yeah, because my nephews will actually watch adults play with toys. The way I used to play with toys when I was a kid, <laughs> but then you play with toys and put it on camera, yes. and I will watch my nephew watch someone else play with toys that he doesn't own and have a narrative that doesn't make any sense, but it's a kid, so it doesn't matter. But they're watching somebody else play toys. <laughs> 60 million views, something like that. I mean, it's remarkable. Honestly, I think I'm going to do that on the side, because that does not sound too hard to do. Just buy a bunch of toys and just play with them and put it on camera. So, what's up with Remy Ma? What's okay. an update? All right, real quick. Okay. Give a little background on what happened last All right, last so last week I was talking about how update. Remy Ma, of, like, eviscerated Lil' Kim, just destroyed her with this album, or this song, Sheether. It's on SoundCloud right now, still has lots and lots of listens. Um, and that's all she really had to do, because the fact of the matter is she went so hard on her. Real quick, real quick, remember I was telling you about the fact that Nicki Minaj had a brother who apparently might be a child molester or whatever? 
Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yes. Come to find out, because I listened to Sheether yet again, because it's fire. Um, listen to it yet again, and I heard her say someone's name, and I was like, that my ears perked up, because that name was my name. She's like, oh, Jelani, and I was like, you did not just say Jelani on this song right now. That's really weird. Oh, wow. Come to find out, Nicki Minaj's brother, the one who is uh, basically could have been a child molester or whatever, his name is Jelani. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was, yes. Laugh it up, motherfucker. Um, and so so they, that happened. I love it. But here's the problem it. with Rebi Ma, is that she didn't sit on her laurels. Mm. She basically had, like, you have a straight, a million percent destruction going on okay. right now. And you decided to go ahead and do what? She makes another song come out. Oh. And this song was not as good. No. And here's the problem with that, because now you have Nicki Minaj with a way to respond. You've given her an out. Previously, because you had the first song so airtight, there was nothing you could really do about it. Just like, leave, yeah, just leave. Exactly, exactly. You just like, basically you won. You killed her. And now you're in a situation Slated. where you're like, exactly, now she's going to be like a zombie, come back from the dead and say, what about that second song, Remy? Blah, 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 blah. Barbie Did she voice. come back? She hasn't come back yet. But it's coming. But it probably is because she has an opportunity to do so now. You've basically opened the door for somebody to knock you in the face. Why, Remy? Why? You know, that's when perfect becomes the enemy of good. Yeah. That's what happens. Just leave good enough alone. Yeah. <laughs> she should have done leave it. Leave good enough alone. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. All right. Last thing. Last segment. We've been moving kind of fast today, but we're still right on time. Still giving that black tie fair goodness. Uh, looks <laughs> like it's time for us to jump on that soapbox. All right. So this week, Lonnie, should I start it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. Go ahead. <sighs> Stepping on this soapbox. So you know the website, RawnTomatoes.com? It's a yeah. popular website. Mm-hmm. It's a movie review web- website. They not only review movies, but they review TV shows, series. They move. A, they review a lot of things, and they give certain ratings. If you get a tomato, then that means you are popular. Uh, if you get a bucket, um, if you get a green bucket, a spilt over green bucket, that means you get lousy reviews. I am tired of trying to validate my acceptance um, or appreciation of a movie based on Rotten Tomatoes ratings. It kills my movie experience. What I will do is I will go, before I want to see a movie, I will go to RottenTomatoes.com. Mm-hmm. And I will check to see what type of review that they have. Mm-hmm. And if it's a less than good review, I am my expectation of movies get lowered. And many times it influences how I feel about the movie before I even go into the movie. And there's two rating systems if you haven't been there. There's one rating system where it's just a critics and it's a collection of their ratings. And then there's the average user. I put more stock in the average user than I do the critics. They'll come up with the consensus critics and they'll give a literally a three-sentence uh, critique of what the movie is. There was a movie that, that, that I watched um, last week. It's called Collateral Beauty. Have you heard of it? With Will I, Smith? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Right. I've, I've seen at least posters. Yes, You've yes. seen some posters of it. Well, amazing actors. They got Edward Norton in it, Kate Winslet, Michael Pena, all these great actors who are in it. And you would think with that cast of, of, of actors, it would be an amazing movie. But on Rotten Tomato, they gave it a 12% rating, Jelani. 12% rating the critics did the users though gave it about 61 percent. Uh-huh. so if you get more than 50 then 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 you get a tomato or you get a you know good rating but if you get under so this had 61 
Um, I watched the movie, loved it, uh-huh. loved it, and my wife and I, it was it was great. It was it was, I mean, he was such a good actor. It was a little bit weepy, but it was it was great. It 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 did what its job is meant to do, which is allow you a moment of escapism, right? To feel, to have empathy, to to understand different stories, right? So I told my friend at work, I said, hey, you know, I watch Collateral Beauty. It's really good. And as I'm telling him how good he looks on my phone, he's like, oh, it got 12% Rotten Tomatoes rating. And I said, I know, but it was still good. He's like, why would you even waste your time watching a movie that has a 12% rating? And I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's still a good movie. And so I think a lot of people out there go to Rotten Tomatoes and they stop and they avoid watching movies um, that get bad reviews. I mean, they've always had bad reviews, right? That's just been the test of time ever since reviews came out for movies. But Rotten Tomato has brought it to a whole nother level because uh, it's like a seal of approval. And in no way is it. But mind you, one of the most favorite movies that you've seen recently, Get Out, got a 99% Rotten Tomato rating. Correct. So it's not always wrong about things, but my rant is I will, will, will no longer put stock into Rotten Tomatoes as a as a metric of whether or not I watch a movie or whether or not I liked a movie. Exactly. No, I totally understand. I totally understand. That makes perfect sense to me. At a least. little lighthearted. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I went hard last week. No, exactly. Exactly. So allow me to go a little bit harder with my soapbox because I have a concern that's been building up with me for a while and I wanted to just express it and you might be it. able to jump in. I have an issue with like the prevalent whitewashing that still goes on to this day in Hollywood. You have a situation with the more yeah, recent... Yeah, what is whitewashing? Okay, basically what the situation is is that, all right, we have situations that have happened since Hollywood's inception where if we want to have a, a, a character depicted because there was so much white supremacy back in the day and still continues for the most part to this day, but it's more often in the past... If I wanted to have a black character, an Asian character, anything like that, um, a Native American character in a film, I'm not going to give that to an actual member of that race. That would be giving them a job, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I'll just find this guy, and we'll put some makeup, and he'll be a character. It'll be really cool. I'll have John Wayne be Genghis Khan. Who cares? It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. These type of things happen. I'll have Mickey Rooney play this ridiculous stereotype in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I've seen that. Yeah. We'll do that because that's better. And it's, first of all, it's funny. And they're not real people. They're just characters. They're in the background. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Now, the thing about it is like this situation slowly but surely has been kind of being phased out for a lot of people, but not everyone. And the people who, for whatever reason, still seems to be okay to do it to are Asian people. And it's still prevalent yes. to this day. And it's yes. ridiculous. It was a situation where previously, it happens a lot more often than not when you see it in like anime things that are being created or whatever, right? And so I'm seeing this new movie that's supposed to be coming out, Ghost in the Shell, which is based on the anime that I love that I've watched since I was like 17. In the 90s. In the 90s, in the 90s. all right. I saw the cartoon. Exactly. And one of the reasons why I saw it originally, honestly, because it was, they showed nakedness. Yeah, because that's how you are. Because I, you just don't. I mean, I'll admit my. They did not show nakedness. They did. They did. They did. As a fifteen-year-old boy, <laughs> all right. A cartoon with nakedness. That's how I got into anime in the first place. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That's how it started. Yeah. But anyway, still love it to this day. It's a very, very good film. And now they're bringing it out in real life. But instead of having a person by the name of Makoto Kusanagi, who's the main character, be played by an Asian actress, they're using Scarlett Johansson. And their reasoning behind it is, oh, well, you know, her ethnicity is fluid. It could be anything. And also on top of that, you know, it should be Scarlett Johansson because she'll sell the movie. First of all, two things. If it could be anything, then why can't it be Asian? 
if you that even if that was your 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 point, if that was your case. Because the situation is like whenever it could be anything, the default is let's go with the default race, which is white. I've heard this argument a lot of times in video games too. Like, well, it could be anything. Yeah. So you default to what? You default to the default. And that's like, Very okay, true. you're not giving anybody any more opportunities. Very People are true. still in a situation where they don't have more opportunities to be actually become stars. You know, a situation where they've seen videos where they'll have a bunch of white women say, oh, yeah, do you find Asian men sexy? And they'll all laugh like, no, yes. it's ridiculous. How I can find an Asian man sexy? It's like, there are very, very attractive Asian men. Like, not yourself at all, but others in the world. And so it's really ridiculous that that's even out there. And this thing is being prevalent because of the fact that it happens over and over again. The same thing with Matt Damon's movie, The Great Wall, where you have this white savior come and have to take care of all these Asian people. Like, they can be the main character in their own stories. We all can be the main character in our own stories. I'm not sitting there saying that you should be less white people or anything like that. Obviously not. But just like, don't interject yourself into other people's stories unnecessarily. Allow their beauty to come forward. That's all I'm saying. So you bring up a really good point because there's actually this movie that I saw on Netflix. Boom. That is called The Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I don't know if you heard about it, but I have. It was filmed in our in our stomping down. It is stomping our, down. our hometown. It's yeah. filmed in West Covina. The entire show is set in West Covina. Yes, it is. Um, but in that show, the main character, the the uh, the hero, the the love the love interest is an Asian dude. Exactly. I'm I I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And I say I, I applaud Netflix and I applaud the writers for doing that. It's a white it's a white girl chasing an Asian dude. Exactly. A buff no. Asian dude. It, it, yeah, yeah. But he was a good looking guy. And it's like, and it's not played for laughs or anything like that. He doesn't have some kind of weird name. He he speaks with no accent. Like, it's just, he, that's just what he happens that's to just be. What he, and, and in that movie, and in the show, his girlfriend, because this is, without getting too much into the show, he has a girlfriend, and that girlfriend is Indian. Yeah. Or no, she's not no, Indian. She is. She's she, in, no, she well, she, she's ethnic, but she does yoga. That's what she does. But. But she's ethnic. She's, okay. she, she's like Latina or something. Or she's, she looks Indian. Or she looks like she could be from like Mediterranean. But if you guys write to us on <laughs> Black Tie Podcast, um, you just let us know what the actual <laughs> okay. race of that woman was. <laughs> Go ahead and let us know. But the point is, it's not it's just some white chick. It's not just some other white chick, which is great. And I, you're one of my only friends who actually started introducing and opening my eyes to seeing things on TV seeing things uh, hearing things on radio uh how 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 sports figures are covered that ethnicity matters um so that's something i'm proud of and i'm always paying attention so great great point absolutely i'm on that box with you perfect perfect plenty of room on this box so with that being said what patrick was was that the black tie affair this a black tie affair. That was the black tie affair all right folks well as you always you can reach us on instagram at the black tie podcast um, you can reach us on Twitter at Black Tie Pod. You can email us at Black Tie Podcast at Gmail. We have an email now, by the way. Um, <laughs> so please rate us, review us, write comments, subscribe to us. It totally helps. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much for Black Tie Affair Podcast. Peace out. Later. Later.